Hi, everyone. Welcome to Cookville Now, a podcast about the businesses, people, and places that make Cookville and the Upper Cumberland what they are today. I am your host, Herbert Williams, and your co-host is Clarissa Williams. Hi, everyone. Welcome. We have been to all of the city council candidate uh, forums, meet the candidate events, and we decided to have one and bring our audience um, the same questions from every candidate. We've tried to keep everything in about the same time frame and um, give everyone the opportunity to share who they are and why they're running. So welcome, Linda. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Do you want to start out by telling us a little bit about who you are? Yes, so my name is Linda Marie Loftus-Webb, and I am the mother of six children who are absolutely amazing. Um, I'm fixing to be a grandmother in about three weeks, Lord willing, and so that's kind of who I am as a person. Now, as a, as a political figure, I'm not a, I'm not a very good politician because I don't have a speech written out, but I am a conservative Christian. I am a Republican. I know we're nonpartisan, but I am. I believe in, in a lot that the Republican Party believes in. And I just believe that Cookville is a wonderful small town, and we want to keep it strong in, in the things that we have been built on and then build as we evolve, build better, and uh, make sure that everybody is included. Well, you kind of answered our first question of why are you running for office as well as telling us who you are. So we'll jump right into the questions of um, transportation. So wherever you go, you hear about the road issues. It could be uh, potholes or congestion, lots of different things. And that's all part of the growth that we're experiencing. But what would you say you could offer to help us to combat that? So transportation is one of my pet peeves with Cookville. It just seems like it is not kept up with the time. So when I decided to run for city council, one of the first things I did was travel the roads because when I was reading the 2030 plan about two years ago, I couldn't believe that it said 45% of our roads were less than good. And I was like, that cannot be correct. 45% of the roads are less than good. And it's probably, that's conservative or because it's a couple of years out of date, it's definitely conservative. So I started looking at alternatives. What can we do? Can we widen roads? Traffic is horrible. There's too many stoplights. There is not enough ways we can turn into businesses in in singular fashion. Instead of having 12 turnoffs, we've got now like we do now. We don't have one where we have kind of a side road or something of that nature like other large cities kind of do. We don't utilize the resources we have like diamond intersections, which is something that they use in big cities. We don't utilize roundabouts, which I'm not a big fan of roundabouts until I took one and was shown how to use it properly. Huge fan. I put it on my Facebook page of that now because it can handle thousands of cars with no slowdown on traffic, including you can stay up to 45 miles an hour in a roundabout safely Mm -hmm. as long as there's not a crosswalk and things of that nature. So there's so many other alternatives. However, the one thing we probably have neglected in Cookville or that we are addressing but is still little neglected is ensuring that our public transportation system is used to the fullest. People do not understand the public transportation system and that it is there for them to use. But it's for every citizen. It's for every person who's even cook, who's even in Cookville. It doesn't matter where you're from. And we can go to Nashville for $9, I believe it is. You can ride around in town for a dollar per stop. And it's just, it's very structured. It's good for people who need a routine. And it's definitely good for people who are trying to get to and from work because we have things like job access. There's all kinds of things that we utilize that we're just not taking advantage of as a, as a community. 
Yeah. Um, and that makes it hard for people who aren't from here or people who don't normally use those services to feel comfortable with using them. Well, let's talk about health care. So health care is important. We've got a lot of people moving here um, that continues in the growth. Part of those are retirees who are really interested in health care. And then you have families and everyone really is impacted. The city of Cookville owns CRMC or the hospital here. And um, we wanted to find out why you think it's helpful or do you think it's helpful for the city to own it? And how does it directly contribute to the tax base? So, and that's a tricky kind of two-sided question, and I'm going to go with, I believe that us owning the Cookville Regional Healthcare gives our citizens more power. At the end of the day, it does. It is an expense, but at the end of the day, it's also an investment in our community and our people. I have been to big cities where we have privatized hospitalizations, and I can complain with the best of them about the billing practices of Cookville Regional Hospital. They are not the best in the world. But I went to Vanderbilt Hospital one time for an injury that was sustained in Nashville, and I had to pay on the spot. And I don't know if that was everybody, but I had to. And if I didn't have that at the time, they had the right, apparently, to turn me away. And I don't want anybody in Cookville to ever feel like because we're a pri we have a privatized hospital, that they're going to get turned away. And we have too many people that are invested in our hospital. Our hospital is one of our largest employers, and they're also one of our biggest economic growth points. We have an amazing cancer center. We have an amazing heart um, division of our hospital. I mean, so we have good, we have good hospital. We have a good hospital. Now, on the other side of that, though, um, it is an expense, but again, I'm going to say it's an investment, and I think it's an investment that we have done well with, and as long as we don't use it for something that it's not intended for, I think we'll be just fine, and it's something we should continue to invest in. Okay. Well, we also have um, a great economy here in Cookville. Uh, we came up with a couple of questions that in our what-if strategy. So what-if scenario, we do those all the time. What if this happened or what if that happened? If something were to take a turn for the worse – and you had to do something as a as a council member, would you, number one, scale back services, number two, cut back, or number three, increase taxes? So I think on a short term, I would definitely try to just cut back. Let's say um, if we could do it with one secretary instead of two, let's see if we could do it that way. Just, just good business sense, you know, cut spending, you know, try to increase revenue. Um, if we had to um, cut back on services, it would need to be the services that are not needed. It would be those un, um, those luxury services, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it would have to be definitely short-term. Cookville is a Cookville for all community. So we have people of all ages. We can't just say, well, we're not going to provide this service ever again and throw the baby out with a bathwater kind mm -hmm. of situation. We have to really look at it in a way um, that is long-term healthy for our community and our, and our people and the people inside of them. One thing I would do, though, is maybe merge some departments if we could temporarily because obviously having them segregated is beneficial. But when you're mm -hmm. talking about just cutting dollars for a short amount of time, you could merge departments and unify those. Um, Cross-training is just a good idea anyway in any business. It doesn't matter if it's government. It doesn't matter if it's small business or big business. So if you have someone from the water department who's also helping answer phones for the electric and, and everyone else, you're just going to have better customer service at the end of the day, short term. Well, we all know homelessness is a continuing growing issue. Mm -hmm. What would you do or propose to help uh, solve that problem? 
Well, this is actually what I do on a day-to-day basis, is I work with people who are less fortunate than the average person. Um, the, the majority of our folks that I work with are homeless. So basically, we write grants. That's what we do in our business to help fund programs that provide shelter for homelessness. We're right now working on a $1.5 million grant. We're fixing to turn around as soon as we get done with that one. We'll write another $1.5 million grant. Lord willing, we get it. Um, but really taking advantage of those funding opportunities that are out there that are not tax dollars to us, that mm-hmm. they're already set aside for that, and then sharing that. Um, I think privatizing a lot of that to nonprofits is important for Cookville. I don't believe Cookville should get in the housing department game. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think we should. But I think privatizing that to nonprofits is a beneficial way to doing that. And the only reason why I say a nonprofit versus a for-profit is because at the end of the day, the services that we provide for a homeless person are not the same services that we're going to provide to someone who makes sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year, and they're not going to be as profitable. And also, the 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 vulnerability of a homeless person, no matter what got them to be homeless, is so extreme in some cases that if you were to go up and say, hey. You know, I'm going to provide this for you, but here's what you have to do for me in return could cause them to be like, mm, thanks, but I'm just not going to take advantage of that. And they're going to choose to be homeless because it's safe. Mm-hmm. It is safer for them to be in what they understand and they're comfortable with than it is to step outside of their comfort zone and say, I'm going to trust in you, someone I've never met before, and I'm going to do what you ask, even though it's failed every single time before. And that's a risky situation for us. And Getting the police educated. One of the things I'm very proud of for my team that I work with is they work with the police department, in, at least the local police department, in working with how to, in a healthy way, address the homeless situation and just making sure we're doing the things that we can do so that we don't escalate a situation that could otherwise be avoided. Oh, great. Well, in Cookville, we continue to grow, which everyone's excited about the opportunities for the growth that they're bringing. Um, But we also want to uh, manage that growth and make sure we don't stifle it. So what would you propose that we could do that without impacting our small town charm? So that's kind of a double-edged sword as well. So we need more housing. Um, I don't necessarily think we need more apartments. Uh, I've just, I've been there, done that. I've seen that. We need small small homes built where people are actually investing in Cookville. One of the things that I really look at when we talk about apartment goers is there's two things. There's two main reasons why someone wants to be in an apartment. One of them is they don't want to have to do the lawn care. 100% agree with that. (laughs) Um, The other is they're not planning on staying here. So it's kind of like the same situation we have with like the fire department, the police department. We train them up and we make them these great, powerful people who are wonderful people. And then we ship them off to another area where they do all the great, amazing things that we have instilled in them. And what I want to do is get a place for, for them to plan to stay. Like I want people who walk in through Cookville, look around and say, this is where I'm gonna raise my grandkids. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm gonna find my husband or my wife and we are gonna have kids and we are gonna keep them here until the generations are gone. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want. And the way we do that is by focusing on single family housing and things of that nature. Um, I believe that if, as we expand out, which is inevitable, that we take advantage of that in a way where we're focusing towards that. If, if we're going to build more apartments, though, we definitely probably need to look at the outskirts because we got other barriers with utilities going on and things of that nature. So we need to be practical. Makes sense. Well, one of the things that Herbert and I did when we started this company um, about seven or eight years ago 
we wanted to make sure that we based it on Christian values. So we, we built everything with the principles and the integrity that comes with that. And one of the things that we have seen oftentimes, um, not just in political season, but just at any time, is that people tend to use the word Christian when it's convenient. And um, being raised in church, I've got friends that don't go to church. I have friends that we agree to disagree all the time. But for us, we believe it's important and and integral to everything we do to make sure that we share our faith. Mm -hmm. So one of the questions we felt was important was um, asking you to tell us more about your faith and the foundation of, of what that's rooted in. So I am a Christian. I go to a Baptist church. Well, actually, my church, that's not true. used to be Baptist. It's now non-denominational. But I believe that Christ died for us, for our sins, and he was hung on the cross, and that is how we are saved. And we, we, we are, are going to be with God um, in heaven. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. However, I also believe that Jesus, um, he wanted to share his, his beliefs, and he wanted to bring everybody to Christ, but he was also going to give people free will, and they were free to choose however they choose. Um, so I, I kind of have a little bit of a different twist on the Christianity. I don't believe that me sharing my faith is a bad thing. I think that if I want to talk to you about the Bible and I want to talk to you about Jesus and I want to talk that, I can. If you ask me to stop, I'm going to respect your wishes and then I'm going to pray for you. And mm-hmm. that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not one of those people that is a Bible thumper, as mm-hmm. my friend like to call people, but I do believe that everybody should have that opportunity to hear Christ and hear about his his wonderful life and what he has so done for us and then everything that came after that. But then I also believe that we should respect people's free will that God has given them and honoring that if you believe something different than you should. I am in long-term recovery, so I have 28 years in recovery, and I believe that in the 12-step program that they believe in a higher power and whatever that is is defined, and that's part of the reason why I have that acceptance and I think that is a wonderful thing to give people so that way they can come into their own value of having their own faith and their own Christianity or versions of it as well. Mm-hmm. And I also did religious studies in college. So I understand a lot of different religions and why they came about. And history plays a lot, a huge part of that. So, All okay. right. Well, we'll be right back after this short break. We put your company in front of the right audience. Our services include website creation, search engine optimization, search engine management, social media management, geofencing, video production, podcasts, and more. We can help you get found easy and affordable. We are your partner. We work with you as your team, giving you the best option for marketing. Stop by today, email us, or call us at 931-854-1313. Welcome back. So let's talk about the mayor's position. I know historically it has been chosen by the most the most votes that the city council person receives, um, and then it's voted on by the council and whatnot. But there has been discussion about whether the mayor's position should be a standalone position. Where do you stand on that? So that one's one of those questions where it just kind of depends on who's running. Um, I believe that a lot of the candidates who would be running for mayor would just be traditional politicians. I don't. I would never run for mayor in Cookville because I have too many passions. So I would never petition for that job. Um, it's it, it, it's just too taxing on an individual when they don't have that team effort going on. So that would never be something I would. But then you also have to look at all the great people we've had as mayors who probably would have never run for mayor either. 
Um, and as long as we have the city manager position, then there's no need for us to have a standalone mayor position, in my opinion, because we have five people gathering information, making a vote based off of the research that this one person who that is their job. And they have a skill for that. So I don't support one mayor position at this time. Now, that may change as we get larger. We may have to have that unified decision person. But at this time, I just don't see the need for it. Plus, at this point in Cookville, we have to have five people voting. So you need to, to convince three people to make an adjustment to something versus if you have just the mayor, there might be some adjustments in that to where all you have to do is convince the mayor. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes, historically speaking, sometimes our politicians don't always make the, the best decisions for the masses. They mm -hmm. make the best decisions for the, the one. Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily think I want a politician as our mayor in Cookville, at least not now. So, right. All right. You've often heard people say, I wish we had that here in Cookville, or I w uh, why don't they build one of those in Cookville? If you could come up with something, or, uh, whether it be a retail, restaurant, chain store, or just whatever, what would you like to see in Cookville? Well, I'm in the middle of a remodel for one of our homes, so definitely a Home Depot, hands down. <laughs> that's, that's what I want, Home Depot. You're welcome to come on out. I'll show you around. <laughs> um, don't get me wrong. I love Lowe's, but they just don't have everything that we need. However, if we were to look at the grand scheme of things on what don't we have, I think what we need is more um, support for our small businesses. I wish we had that because we have great small businesses here in Cookville. And if we had more support, people would put, would literally be like, I'm going to go to that small business versus this big chain store. And right. when we're talking about small business, we have to remember that 100% or nearly 100% of every dollar you spend in small business stays in Cookville mm -hmm. if they're here. Um, because their mama works there, their daddy works there, their brother works there, their sister works there, everybody in the family works there. They go to school here, we spend our money here. The only thing we really deviate from a small business owner outside of our own community is when we go on vacation. Mm -hmm. And most small business, business owners don't go on a whole lot of vacations, in my experience. Um, so we really need to be focusing on that. So if I were to say what I wish we had here was some place where people could go to say, I would like to buy my groceries local, where do I go? If, um, if I want to buy, you know, Lowe's or lumber like I do at Lowe's right now, if I want to buy local lumber, who can I go to that's local small business? And having that answer right at our fingertips. We have an amazing chamber of commerce. I wish we had a chamber of lo local small business, and that's the one thing I really wish we had. We had it where I lived in Michigan when I was going to college where you could literally just log into a website and every local small business had their stuff registered on that website and you could choose to do ice cream which is always the best kind of ice cream mm -hmm. um, they had things like peanut butter ice cream they had all kinds of stuff that you just don't get in the local 30 flavors that you get and that's really what i think cookville is missing is that hometown small business unity feel so that we can all shop there and and just be a part of cookville and make it bigger and better. Mm. So <clears throat> when you decided to run, what, what did your family think about it initially? <laughs> so uh, it depends on which part of the family you're talking about. So I'm going to tell you what my husband said. He says, have you lost your mind? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I said, well, honey, the reality of the situation is I kind of already gave my word. Um, so for th there were several people there at the time, and I just kind of blurted out, 
I should run for city council um, because I could do this. You know, I could do this better is actually what I'd said. And there was more to the conversation, obviously. Um, and then somehow it got picked up and someone had put it in print. And mm. And I'm a woman of my word. I, I have integrity. And if I say something, I, I shouldn't say it if I don't mean it. And if I do say it, I need to make it happen. So that's kind of how it happened for me. Um, and that was two years ago. So then after I said it, I started going to the city council meetings and all that. My family was just like, you are too busy. My dad still says, I am way too busy to be doing what I doing everything for the city council. And I was like, but it's something we need. We need quality people on the city council who love Cookville and love the people of Cookville, all the people of Cookville, not just the rich people or just the wealthy people or the influencer, influ influencers. We need people who love the homeless people. We need the people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol. We mm -hmm. need people who love just everybody who walks through these, these, these doors of our town and makes an impact and we need those people in cookville mm -hmm. and so my dad just thinks it's absolutely insane because i'm not a politician i've been told so many times you're just not a politician and i'm not i'm just honest and i'm very blunt so um my mom she's very very supportive my sister's not very supportive um but you know everybody at the end of the day is like you know if i have to vote for someone it's going to be you, so let's do this. And they're very, they're trying to be very, very supportive. Um, they're really picking up the slack in my schedule where I'm, I'm able to divert some attention so that I can run for city council. And they have made the investment in me so that I can do this for the next four years. Oh, wow. Well, as we think about Cookville and we think about all the great things that there are here, there's destinations, there's places, there's things, there's events. Um, we love the Christmas parade here. The holidays in, in Cookville just can't be beat. You have so many great things going on at one time, and it's just really a unifying event for the whole community. When you think about Cookville and what it, what's one thing or one place, something that's your favorite or you think of Cookville, when you think of this place, what would it be? Place or time? Time, yeah. So I grew up in Cookville, and um, there's this place called Waterloo. It's still there, but it's not open to the public and things of that nature. But the streams and the lakes and just the private places that we can go and just have a good time and picnic with our kids and our family, which I used to do with my friends. So that's just who I was as a kid. I wasn't taking mom and dad to the, to the lake with me um, and things of that nature. But Cookville, when we look at it, Cookville has amazing opportunities in so many different places. We have biking trails that are good. We need better ones, but we have them. We have an amazing parks and recreation system in Cookville just because of the nature of where we live. Um, I would encourage anybody who likes to hike is, you know, come on down. Cookville's got it for you. We got every, we got, we got intermediate, we got beginners, we got advanced, we got everything. Um, you know, those are things that we do, and I think that should be part of our glory and part of our allure to people it's like we got great businesses mm -hmm. we got great people we got great streams and lakes and we got great hiking trails and things like that and we have an amazing fourth of july celebration so looking forward to that getting bigger yes. um, and other things of that nature but we love our holidays cookville loves our holidays so we need poonchki day i lived in <laughs> michigan for a long time and i love a poonchki they're like 1900 calories per poonchki because mm -hmm. but never heard of it oh I can't make them, but if I ever get a hold of one, I'll bring you one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> so what is it, going to all these forums and everything being asked <clears throat> questions, what is one question you wish you'd have been asked? One? Oh, mm -hmm. i got to narrow it down to one. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> the most important one to you. The most important one is, um, whew, now that's a tough question. 
I would say what is the one thing that I really want to impact the most while I'm on city council? Um, because I can easily say I want to I want to make a positive impact for transportation. I can easily say that. Everybody who's driven our roads can say that. Um, I can easily say I want to make a positive impact for homelessness because that's what's passionate about me. But if I were to pick the one thing, I would say I want to make an impact on making people love Cookville again. Okay. We have so much division. We have so much cancel culture. We just have so much unrest and it's not warranted in Cookville like everybody loves everybody in Cookville I mean you could walk down the road and see somebody who is just having a very very hard time and you can have compassion for them in Cookville you can't do that in big cities like Nashville I definitely couldn't do it when I lived near Detroit that was very dangerous we have amazing police who keep us safe we have amazing fire department we have we have all the greatest things that we offer in a community and I just, I want to make that better. I want people to love Cookville as much as I do. And I want people to say Cookville is the place to be. And that if you want to love America and you want to love Tennessee, then Cookville is going to be your first destination stop. And so that would be the one thing. Okay. So I'm going to ask a question that's not on the list. Okay. Um, we, we gave everyone, as I said earlier, the questions in advance. And uh, we did that because we wanted to see how does everyone kind of prepare. If we had a city council person, we would want to know that they would know what these, how these issues impact us in Cookville. But we also know that our country, in my opinion, is not moving in the right direction. Everything has been crazy. Our voter turnout in Putnam County is always low. And I firmly believe that if we have good voter turnout and people are getting out and voting, that we will be able to make positive changes. So what would you say to people about voter turnout? It is way low. So my understanding is we have, we're expecting about 2,263 people. Um, I, I don't know if that was an estimate or if that would seem like an odd number to be an estimate. So it might've been last year's numbers. And, um, and it, that's unfortunate because we have so many people who just don't understand what the voting process does. My child, my son, my 16, my, he's 17 now, sorry, honey. Um, he's 17 years. He's been coming to vote with me since the day he was, he was old. He was the first election after his birth. <laughs> my daughter, the same thing. You know, I have educated my children since the moment they were on this planet that voting is your duty. It is not just a right that is given to you from our government and the Constitution. It is your duty because I have been to countries where you do not have the right to vote. I have I've visited them. Mm -hmm. And it is heartbreaking for people to not realize that them walking up to the ballot booth and making their vote count is not something that they should just cherish because the minute it is taken away from us and we are one we are 10 years one generation away from it being taken away from us at any given time in his, in our current state and moving forward from losing that right then we just we we lose sight of why freedoms are so important i think every person who is able to vote should um, I think it's amazing that, you know, people who were convicted of certain crimes have now got the right to vote again. And that is one thing I push for the folks that I work with. Get out and vote. I don't care if you vote for me or not. Get out and vote. Learn who your candidates are and vote. And I think every person should be given that right. Um, I hand out voter registration. I've been doing it for years. I hand out voter registrations to people every time I turn around when I'm standing at the DMV with my girls. 
and someone says, would you want to register to vote? And they say, no, I'll be like, honey, you should vote. Let me tell you, have you met some of our candidates? (laughs) You know, and just being real with people. But I unfortunately don't think they teach us in high school anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, my son, he's fortunate to go to a school where they encourage voting. But my daughter, when I asked her, when's she going to go vote? She said, I'm not going to vote. Why would I vote? It's like, because we are making decisions in the government level that affect your day-to-day, and you have the right to a a vote, you have a right to a voice, and you should cherish that. Mm -hmm. And so get out and vote. Everybody should vote. I agree. And if you were to look back in your past Mm -hmm. and you gave the younger Linda advice, what would it be? So if I was, whew, that's a long, that's a long <laughs> advice list. Um, in, uh, invest in Yahoo <laughs> and then exit early. Um, but no, if I was to give myself advice, it would be trust your parents. Uh, my parents, I did not trust them when I was younger. And that was a detriment to me. Um, have faith in Jesus no matter what. I've went through, for those who know my history, um, I have went through some horrible, horrible, horrible things in my life. And there were times in my life where depression took over because I wasn't trusting in my faith. And once I did, it was a miracle. Like the next day, everything seemed to be better. And it was just like, okay, wish I would have done that five years ago. (laughs) Um, And those kinds of things. But just take advantage of the here and now and be a part of what you can be today. Um, wholeheartedly and with 100%. So. so at this point, is there is there anything else you'd like to share about yourself that we've not discussed at this point? I'm just passionate. Um, I don't do anything in half measures. I've said that so many times. Um, anybody who knows me will tell you that. Um, I believe that we have a lot of really good candidates who are on the city council ballot. Um, I believe we have some candidates that don't have Cookville's best interest at heart. And so get to know your candidates and be, be as passionate about your candidate and your vote as I am about Cookville. And at the end of the day, you will be steered in the right direction. So that's pretty much about, that's the last thing about that. Well, I have one last question. We have a lot of uh, millennials and Gen Z that mm-hmm. we work with. And I asked them, if you could ask the city council candidates a question, what would it be? And they came up with a couple of questions. Okay. So first one. Um, talking about desserts, mm-hmm. if you had the choice of either cake, pie, or cobbler, what would it be? What would it be? mine be? Cobbler. <laughs> it's got the most calories and the most sugar by far. With sprinkles on yeah. top. <laughs> and then if you think about uh, going out to eat or mm-hmm. eating at home, which one would you choose? So, ooh, if you're asking from a kid's standpoint or a young, youth standpoint, I would say go out just because you know, who wants to clean up the kitchen, but I'm a mom and I can't get those moments back. I try my best to eat with my family and I try to cook for my family as well because I want to teach them how to cook because Mm -hmm. that is one thing that most of the younger generation that I work with do not know how to do. And there is something, um, my grandmother, her name was Violet. She taught me how to cook when I was two. Like, I could stir chocolate gravy with the best of them. I knew how to make biscuits back then. So if I was to tell the kids, you know, I understand why eating out is much better for you today, but don't miss that opportunity once you have kids. Well, the final question, are you a gamer? I am not. (laughs) (laughs) My son is, and I support his passion. (laughs) But no, I don't don't game. Um, I actually had a head trauma when I was younger, 22 years old, and the flashing lights don't work real well for me. And Mm -hmm. I just, 
I got way, I, I would much rather just work with people face to face, but yeah. my son never had that experience and he is a gamer from way back. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so nice for you to come in today. And thanks Thank for you. being Thank here. Thank you for having me. Yes. Vote for Linda. <laughs> and thanks to you all for watching. Now. We will see you soon. Thank you.